This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Welcome back to The Alter Tapes, part of the Anatomy of a Scream pod squad. This week, I'm your co-host, Adrian, and I am joined by my amazing co-host. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Brother Ghoul is here. Yes. <laughs> back together again. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. This is a song I like. I can't remember who does it. I would sing it, but I don't want to like scare people away before we get into the short <laughs> i like that you thought of a song because i i don't know why i thought of bang bang by like ariana grande and Ooh. i was like this is like them coming together for that song i don't know why that song but that's the energy i prefer that one yes <laughs> um but yes we are here together um to dish on the little short for you guys of course um i hope you've been doing great brother ghoulish mr ryan how have you been Oh, I've been pretty good. I got my Coca-Cola here. I got my vanity. And I got my Gawk Gawk 3000 attachment from the short. So, like, <laughs> everything is just, everything's flowing. How are you? I'm doing great. I need that attachment. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> um, okay, guys, let's give you some tea because I kind of want to start talking about this thing. So today we're talking about Satisfaction Guaranteed, which, of course, was directed by you, Ma, written by Ken Morris with a story by Amber Morris. Of course, with a very minimal cast, we have Joanna, who is played by Alexandra Hensley, and Walter, who is played by Paul Keeney. So what we're looking at here, a lonely 50s housewife undertakes radical atomic surgery to win back her husband's wandering eyes and to become the perfect wife in the process um so this short i i i swear i, I lie every time i come up on here because every time i'm on this podcast i'm like this short this week is my favorite so far but like <laughs> i feel but i feel like it's always the truth but like they all can't be my favorite but i feel like this has to be like one of my faves like this was so much fun it was a lot of fun. Like, I love how campy it was. Like, I love how bright and colorful it was. It, it definitely felt like the 50s um, in the way that they stylized everything and even the way that they played into, like, the the roles of everybody. But um, but they let us get away from it a lot, which was, like, a lot of fun. I think that's what I liked about it so much. For sure. Yeah, because, I mean, what we're looking at here, we have a wife who is obviously, I mean, as the description stated, is trying to please her husband. She's trying to make sure that he stays happy in the relationship. I will say anytime I see anything like from the 50s, and I know it's like really honestly probably not a reality that we've really left for a lot of places. Yeah. But every time I see like the dynamic between a husband and a wife, like during this time frame, it's always like so strange to me. Like it feels so alien almost just because like it's just so strange to see a man treat a woman like an object and like seeing him like degrade her and like talk down on her. Like anytime I see anything like this again, it just always throws me for a loop. Um, and again, like it's a sad reality probably that a lot of people are still facing with this country. But like just seeing it play out here in more of, again, like Ryan was saying, like a more campy way was nice. Like it's nice mm -hmm. to kind of step out of uh, the serious tone of everything. I love horror comedies. So being able to kind of take a fun approach to it was nice because I know topics like this can be pretty heavy and like seeing depictions of, you know, 
spousal abuse like this could be really hard to watch and to sit through. I know I like, you know, I grew up in a divided household. So like seeing rough dynamics like this, it can be triggering at times. So kind of seeing it from a fun light like this was nice. I really enjoyed it. The weird, crazy fucking... What do we call this thing? What is this arm that she gets? I don't even know. I can't even think of a reference for this thing. Like some type of Terminator gun thing. Like, I don't know what's going on. It was wild. It kind of reminds me of, uh, do you remember Planet Terror uh, back in the day? Yes. It it gives me kind of like vibes of that. But instead, it's like on her arm. And then like all the accessories being things that satisfaction guaranteed and helping around the house and stuff. It's like she's playing into her own objectification and then you know he's still not satisfied and so (laughs) that's what makes it so interesting at first what i thought about um this short i was like it feels like it should be called poor joanna because like they were just it just felt like she was such a dedicated wife to him and he just was not pleased and all the writing was on the walls and they used it in so much of the the styling like how when victoria was eating the cupcake and like the icing was all over her mouth before they walked off. I was like, okay, well, they're they're definitely foreshadowing what's about to happen. She's about to hit the corner and turn into Kim Petras. Like, I, I just <laughs> I was like, I know that this is this is a lot on her. And the whole time I'm thinking, this short can be one that I really not like if it doesn't turn into a good for her. If if this doesn't turn into a good for her, like and some of the stuff that you're talking about, right? Like how there's like domestic abuse in it and stuff. I was like, I feel like this specific piece of it maybe isn't needed. You know what I mean? Like they could have like subverted all of that because at the end of the day, the the way he was treating her is still abuse. Like the way he's talking to her is unacceptable. So it could have maybe, you know, not used those elements so much. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, but I do, again, like you said, I do like that we at least kind of turn it into like, is that the good for her? Yeah. Um, And allow her to kind of get that one up. Uh, I do want to mention too, when... Uh, he was at the party earlier. Also, my brain. I need to have a sidetrack. It is so funny when they're at like this party at the very beginning and she's walking around with her little tray and then she goes up to her husband and he, I don't even know who this girl is. Does it give us any type of like indication as to who the woman is he, he's standing with? Um, I th- they, the secretary probably. They don't right? really <laughs> say, but yeah, it gives the vibe of maybe the secretary at his office or something. Um, Because he said he had to leave to take her home. So I was like, what? What's the vibe here? Um, But it killed me when she was talking to him and he's like, I got to go, you know, and I'll be right. I'll be back in a flash. And they leave and then it cuts to a shot of her in the backyard and there's nobody there. I was like, what kind of party is this? There's nobody here. Like, what's going on? I know they probably couldn't have any extras, but (laughs) it was an empty backyard. I didn't even peep that. That's so strange. That's very like Uncanny Valley type stuff like there's no one at the party but you and your husband and her mistress, his mistress. That's scary. Yeah. Uh, but with the mistress, when you had mentioned the cupcake on her mouth and like her being like messy, I don't know why I, maybe it's just my brain and like taking it to like a darker place. I was like, she's young. She's a young girl. This man's preying on young women. Like that's what he's into. That kind of thing. Cause like, I mean, I don't know, like eating in the I messy mean, yeah. room, she gives me like child luck vibes. <laughs> I mean, when I'm drunk and hungry, I get it. But like, you know, yeah. I'm if I'm at a backyard soiree, I'm not going to be eating like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just like very, but like you said, a good indicator as to like how the, it all wrapped up. But she, he does leave and he comes home late and like he immediately is like upset with her because she's like, oh, you know, like pretty much like questioning him why it took so long. And he was like, well, did I ever say I was going to be back early? And she was like, no. Mm-hmm. And then he 
okay, listen, when he, he gets up, he takes some wine glasses and she's like, oh, I can clean those for you. And he's like, well, have you done any sweeping in here yet? And she's like, no. And then he just throws them on the ground and says, well, there's two less glasses for you to clean. I was like, it would have been on site for me. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not allowing this. Like, I just, I can't, I would not, I would be, I don't want to be physical and like bring on my, show my toxic side, but like. How soon into the show would you have lost it? Like, what would, how soon into the show would you have lost it? Like, what would, like, how soon? What would it have been it? What would have been the what, tipping point? The straw that broke the camel's back? Probably that, I think. I think everything up until that point, yeah. I would be okay. Like, if my man was at, if we're at a party and he's like taking a friend home, quote unquote, I'm not like the I'm not like jealous like that. So I'll be like, okay, whatever. And as I grow into my old age, okay. I don't know if it's just like the queer in me where I'm like, you know, monogamy is not that serious. Mm. So for me, like that doesn't bother me. But like it's right, right. the throwing glasses around and like breaking things in front of me and like expecting me to clean it. I'm swinging, you know. I don't want to. I don't want to show like my toxic <laughs> side, but I am Mexican. <laughs> you know, we got that dog in us sometimes, and I would have started swinging. I was not going to let this, I'm not going to let this bitch do that to me. Um, but obviously this drives her into, I mean, looking at this major surgery because then a commercial comes on um, and it's such a funny commercial because it's talking about like this uh, technology that was, you know, invented or discovered by the Soviet Union, which was then, you know, taken by the Nazis, but then liberated and saved by American scientists. And it's not going to be used for, you know, good in the world. Um, so I, I don't know why I thought, initially this was going to be like a cosmetic thing i thought she was going to change like her yeah. body or change her face but it went like in a different direction where she essentially became a tool she turned herself into like a living tool for him essentially which is crazy it is it is and i, th I thought the same thing like that maybe she would get breast augmentation because especially when they cut the scene over because of the sweater she was wearing, I, I thought they were trying to insinuate that she had got, you know, breast augmentation or something like this, but I was much more satisfied with the the egg beater and the, yeah, and whatever the arm sure. was like, it was just so, because it was really different. Like, um, it wasn't at all what I was expecting. Yeah, not at all. It definitely subverted my expectations because, again, I thought it was going to be like uh, I, I had a feeling we were going to go into good for her territory and she was going to take back um, everything that's hers. But when it, she popped up after this and she had that huge it looks like a toaster on her arm, pretty much. Yeah. Like it's a big, huge red box, pretty much. Um, so as soon as I saw it, I was like, that is so crazy. Like she looks like Mega Man. So I was just like, she does. Right. She has like that big old arm cannon that Mega Man has. So when she started like taking off attachments and like putting different things on it, I was like, this is hilarious. Like, this is too funny. She was like, she had like a blender attached to it. She can have like a candle. It's in crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> it is. Um, And it, I don't know, something about the way they stylized it, it worked because it's still, even though this is the 50s, right? It still fit kind of like the, I don't know what to call it, like the aesthetic. Like, it looked like this woman really went and got this done. But why would you do this? Like, he's so not worth it. And this at this point, like, um, because for me, I feel like my final straw probably would have been when he came home talking about some dice. Say, we'll come home early. Oh, child, it'd have been over. But if we had somehow made it that far, I'm definitely not giving him nothing on the couch. But when, right. yeah, like, no, you ain't been acting right. You ain't about to and. She seems slightly younger than him, too. So, like, I really like the thing that you pointed out earlier that he probably does prey on younger women. So he probably met her at, you know, a younger age and pulled her in 
with um his charms and stuff um but then once they got married he just started disrespecting her because he has no respect for women and yeah that's why she needed to stand up for herself and we got that but when he when she was doing the gawk gawk on him with the attachment i was hoping she would rip his dick off right there i I wanted it to happen right there same i was like i was like oh okay i was like this is the moment i was like this is the moment i've been waiting for this thing is going to suck that dick through the tube (laughs) um I was so ready for. I was ready for her to like rip it off and then like turn that little cannon around and like just shoot him in the face with his own dick. Oh, something. that would be so cool. That would have been perfect. I'm gonna I'm gonna contact the writer. Like <laughs> if you ever if this is going like you know full blown movie, I need like a I need a dick to be shot out of this arm. <laughs> and I need like, her I just to like be shot with it. And I need her to go like searching for Victoria to get revenge, right? But then realizing that she's like you're talking about like just being preyed upon. So then they team up against just no good ass men. And like she's literally like a, a Robin. Um Victoria turns like a Robin-esque kind of character. <laughs> like she she gets an attachment to, but it's something else. I don't know what else could be interesting. I was kind of hoping that there was gonna be like weapon attachments. I know th- again, I know this is a short, I can't ask for much, but like I was so hoping that like when they started like having a physical altercation because while she's doing the you know the clock clock machine on him and like he i guess it's just going too fast or like it's just sucking too much or something and he becomes upset and like when they get into like that physical altercation he strikes her knocks her to the ground and like kind of like twists and like it sounds like a break i don't know if she actually breaks her arm but it sounds like a break at that point i was fully hoping that she would like whip out some type of katana or like a sigh and like just attach that bitch and just start going in or even a gun whip out a gun like i don't know like i was waiting for like a weapon attachment that would have been so amazing it would have been oh my god it would have gave it some kind of like kill bill vibes um for sure um yeah or planet terror like you said the gun the the gun just being clocked right in that would have been phenomenal i would have loved it but she still gets what she needs to get done uh she puts on her little blender attachment she breaks it and it's it's his dick still that she Mm -hmm. stabs at correct yeah okay well you know what we it was she did what needed to be done in that moment for sure we got our good for her moment they they landed the plane um and she's going to process uh, she's she's going to get all the money back in insurance so you know it's feeling like a win it's feeling like a win very much that and i do i love when in horror like we get those like shots of people who are like are just in full ecstasy with blood all over their face like that is always such a rush for me so like seeing her again just screaming and like so happy and so joyous with again this bright red blood all over her face mm-hmm. was just phenomenal for me i love that kind of shit in horror um so it was great it was great to see that moment for her and the acting i think is great because he is so slimy throughout this entire thing like he just his facial expressions like it just gives toxic masculinity i was like this man has had practice because he, he just he's too he's doing too good at this Oh, yeah. It, there is such a thing as somebody who does a role too good. So, like, you know, if I see him in any more movies, although he does look a little familiar, by the way, like this, I feel like I have seen him in something, but I can't place it. But if I see him in anything else that I am immediately aware of, I'm going to be side eyeing him because of the way he treated her. <laughs> exactly and you're right he has like a familiar looking face so i don't know if it's just you know being a white man in his 50s <laughs> and they all just look the same sometimes uh, <laughs> um let me see if he isn't anything else because now i'm curious uh but she did great uh i want to see if she does anything else as well because they're phenomenal and they definitely need to be in more horror if anything um because he plays the slime ball too well he plays a slimy nasty man too well oh yeah 
And I also love at the very end. Oh, he's in the Devil Wears Prada. Okay. Wait, who does he? Uh, who does he play? It says I. I'm a bad gay. I have not seen the Devil Wears Prada. You would his... love it. I think it's pretty good. Like I mean, even though it's like um, it's definitely like a far departure from like the stuff we normally get into a horror and stuff. It's just so it's so well written. It's so good. I know I would love it. I don't know. I don't know what has kept me from watching it. It's just one of those things where you know, there's like a list of movies that I have to watch that I just. One gets touched every six months. Um, it's just I like, like that plays. too. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just too much, man. It's too much to like keep up with. Um, he plays St. Regis Butler. St. Regis Butler. Okay, that name does not ring a bell for me. <laughs> but I, don't, I, I, I could see him in. Or that we okay. would probably know him in. Because everything else just looks like shorts and stuff. Let me see. I'm about to I'm about to put him in uh, and see what if, if they bring up a picture of him in the movie. Oh, okay. No, I do remember him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, he's, I mean, I'm just trying to like reasonably think if I would like service this man in any way. Cause I'm like, why is she putting up with him? Cause I just, I don't, it's, it's, you know, he doesn't fit my, you know, what I'm looking for. Me neither. No, all oh, the power to her, I guess. I think this um, is him. I'm about to send you a, um, a screenshot, a screen grab. Actually, you, yeah. Let me. I don't know if it's gonna work. I'm gonna try, but I think this is him in part the party animals. And if it, no, that that's not him. He must have wrote it or something. I just said to <laughs> because, oh, yeah, um, yeah, I can understand if that's him uh, on this cover. <laughs> uh, ooh, is that what's hiding ooh. underneath all, all that um corduroy? Oh, right, right, right. If this is what he was looking at in uh, honestly a period piece, because that hat's giving twenties, <laughs> so he's probably this age in the twenties, right? Yeah. Oh, Eric. Yeah. Okay. So you guys can see this. Maybe we'll. Uh, maybe I'll post it in like <laughs> when we post the episode on Twitter or something. I'll save the picture and like post it underneath. But if this is what he's serving, then you know what, <laughs> baby, take off my arm and give me Megan. Oh no, cannon, babe. <laughs> I'm yeah. If this is it, then yeah, I get it. But I mean, obviously, again, you know, all jokes aside, obviously the way he treats her is yeah, not unacceptable. Okay. Yes, I wouldn't stand for that. If he was doing that, I wouldn't stand for it. But like, we're talking about what what got her here, you know? Yeah, so if that's what got her here. All the power to her. I definitely understand. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it wraps with her at the end uh, eating cupcakes. Her facial expressions here are like serving. I was mm. like. She is going through all the emotions. She's giving despair. She's giving grief. She's giving, you know, surprise, but also she's giving, you know, humility and discovery of a new life. And she just, she just gives me everything. I love her. She does not have a very extensive IMDb. Oh, that's surprising to me because I really like how she handled the role. Um, it looks like, but this one came out earlier this year. So maybe we'll see more of her in the future in horror. Maybe she was dipping her toes in. Exactly. Yeah, this is a newer one. So hopefully she does because I truly and honestly, like, I mean, obviously she anchors this whole thing. She's like the main focal point of this short. And it's, I think she does a great job. Um, it was phenomenal. I really enjoyed this short. It's, you know, pretty straightforward. It's pretty to the point. I mean, we're tackling topics of, you know, task of, uh, toxic masculinity, uh, you know, spousal abuse, but also kind of looking into just um, like Ryan was saying at the beginning, the subversion of that and kind of taking it in a more lighthearted direction. Um, I did enjoy the colors. Like you said, I think it's really bright. I think it's it's so funny when we see like 50s in media, it's always so bright and so colorful. And like they're trying to tell us that it was better than it actually was. But like anytime we see anything from that time period, like it's always about like how bright everything is. Um, 
there's this point at the very end too like where it switches over and like the entire tone like shifts to like a darker tone um because we're again we're used to like the bright colors i'm trying to think of when it is i don't know if it's when she's on the floor or like right before she stabs into his dick but like there's a moment where you can like see just like the color of the screen change and like all the bright colors go away so that was a really nice little touch too that they threw Hmm. in there near the end that's probably, I mean, because I know, and I want to rewatch that part because I think that part slipped past me, but like it makes sense because it's like the bubble has popped. You know, she's seeing things for how, how they really are because that's what's really effective about when they do all the bright colors and stuff. It feels like you're living in like technicolor, almost like a dream, like state, like the way that you think life should be and everything. But it's all like from the perspective of the character. And she wasn't happy for a long time, but for her to like accept that, like, I don't deserve this. And those colors that shift to like more muted colors. That's kind of cool. I, I do like that. That's really dope. Yeah. A lot. I hope I did catch that correctly. Cause I, I feel like that did happen. <laughs> Maybe it's in my head, uh, but that's what it looked like to me. And like, at least I could visually see that, but I thought that was such a cool touch. Cause again, like I'm so, I'm, you know, we're so used to seeing the bright colors for like that time frame. So I loved it. I love that so much. It was such a clean little short. It's only 12 minutes. Yeah. Um, again, it's newer. It just came out earlier this year. So if you guys haven't seen it, I mean, I definitely recommend it. Um, I get, I say it every time I'm on here, but like truly and honestly, this was such a good short. Maybe I'm just lucky. I don't <laughs> really know if like, cause I don't think I've ever like shit on any of these shorts so far. Yeah. I really don't I, think I ever have. I feel the same way. Like, um, but it, I was talking about this on a previous one. Like, you remember when we were like growing up and you would watch like the anthology TV shows and there's still some out there, but I feel like their heyday was definitely like back in the day, like the Twilight Zones, the um, uh, Beyond Belief Factor Fiction and stuff. Uh, Alter kind of like messes with that a little bit, it feels like, but you get to procure your own experience and it can kind of like go as long as you want it to. And so... You, you just find so many different gems because instead of it being like one filmmaker, there's so many different ones from different walks of life. Even this one, um, I just haven't seen this topic handled like this before. And it's tricky. You know, this is this could have really went left very quickly because of how serious some of the to- like some of the topics are. But they were able to pull it together. So. Yeah, you're like truly and honestly, like I have not seen this type of direction for this type of story before. Yeah. Because I mean, we've seen like Stepford Wives and we've mm. seen like the, I mean, you know, they kind of took like the animatronic thing and, you know, made it a little bit more, again, campy. Yeah. Um, but like we haven't seen like this direction before. So it was really nice. It was refreshing, to be quite honest. It was. Because um, again, these stories can be very hard to sit through. Uh, and I'm one of those people where I just, I don't glamorize the 50s. I don't want to live in the 50s. I'm not that person. So I don't get like excited when we go back in time. <laughs> like if I'm watching a movie and we're like back in the 50s, I've just like, it doesn't excite me. So seeing something like this, seeing it play out in a more hilarious way, but also still a very graphic way. I, the blood was phenomenal in this thing. Because a lot of these shorts, of course, they don't get too bloody. But the amount of blood in this was very gory. Yes. I mean, for a short on Alter on YouTube, of all places. <laughs> um, so that's a win-win for me, for sure. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, and like you said, like the ecstasy in our face with the blood, too. Like, it was such a great mix. Like That's always so hot to me. Oh, yeah. I love when people are like that. I'm like, I I get it. I sure, I really do get it. It's the rage for it's me. It's fluids on my face when I have that face of ecstasy, but the blood, I, I can understand. Yes. I can get behind it, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. If you, oh, sorry, I was going to say out of five um, arm attachments, uh, what would you give it? Uh, this is a solid uh, 4.5 for me, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. 4.5, like it just, 
just hit the mark and the pacing was so clean. Like I yes. I thought it would feel maybe a bit longer because of the time period it was set in, but it was over. And I was like, oh, that was that was paced perfectly. I can do this. I can do that. Yeah. They ate up those 12 minutes. Oh, yeah. They served what they needed to serve in those 12 minutes. They didn't overextend their welcome in any way. Because sometimes, even with like altar shorts, they can feel a little bit long sometimes. Yeah. Even the uh even shorter ones, like at this time frame, it sometimes can be a little. I'm like, okay, let's get to the point. It's short. Let's move it along a little bit here. Um, but this one was great. Like I didn't at any point like say, I didn't rethink my choice. Let's just say that. Yeah. You know, there's a few that I've had to come to appreciate. And then when I come up on here, you know, I'm giving it all all its good graces. But this one was one I really didn't like think twice about. I was like, okay, this is fun. It was the most like easy premise, I think, to follow thus far, for me at least, in watching any of these shorts. Oh, yeah. Um, which is nice for somebody to like sit down and disconnect with horror, which is what we like to do, you know, to kind of find that comfort. This is one of those movies where you don't have to overthink too much. Um, you don't have to like be critical with your analysis of it. It's straightforward and it's super fun. And check it out if you haven't, of course. Oh yeah, you definitely should. If y'all are rebels and you listen to this beforehand, we are sorry for spoiling, but it's still a good time. Go watch it. Yeah, it's worth your watch no matter what, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's our time for this week. Uh, Ryan, would you like to tell everybody where they can find you? Yes, you can find me um, at Brother Ghoulish on TikTok mostly nowadays, but also on Twitter. I'm on there too. Um, and you can listen to me on Blurdy Massacre with uh, Sheree the Slayer in Zero Gravity every week. And um, you can also buy my book. Buy my book. There's something wrong with more to County. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Uh, and my copy, it was phenomenal. Oh, thank uh, you. So thank you for thank you for the delivery. <laughs> oh my god, you should have seen me uh, sending out all those books because this was like where I did everything. I kept some photos and videos like for memories, but it was it was a mess in here. Oh my god, <laughs> I can't even imagine the stress. Yeah, thank you. Phenomenal work. Phenomenal work. And yes, go pick up Ryan's book. God damn it to hell. Um, <laughs> And yeah, and continue to support him in everything he does because he's phenomenal and is an amazing content creator within the world of horror. And we need voices like his more often. So please go support him. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Adrian Ray with two E's. That's kind of where I'm primarily at at this present time. Um, so just continue to follow me for any life updates. Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, thank you for listening to The Altar tapes and come back next week for more fun foolishness with some of your favorite co-hosts mm, yes yes okay bye everybody bye, bye. bye. the anatomy of a scream pod squad